Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Knights of Evening Star, brand new D&D show here on Wizards D&D. I almost said the other show that I do. Uh, welcome. <laughs> I am your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes, uh, and joining me, my very wonderful, very talented, very, very good-looking co-stars and cast. Uh, we have Mika Burton, uh, we have Nate Sharp, we have Anna Prosser, and Shady Penguin. Uh, I don't know why I said that in a really dramatic TV presenter way, but I, it just came out. Why, yeah, why was, was Shady Penguin like, Shady Penguin? I, I don't know. It just I was doing it, and it just happened that way, dude. I feel I called out. I feel called out. <sighs> it's like, and here he is, Shady <laughs> Penguin. I'm jealous. Um, you got the, like, the big announcement. You can have. I that felt like I was supposed to waddle on stage, though, like an actual penguin, <laughs> like, like shape mascot. Yeah. <laughs> can we get you a penguin costume? Oh, not that's, again. That's for the uh, that's for the first Knights of Evening Star live live show. We'll have him in a big sort of like inflatable penguin suit that you can waddle out to. God. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, welcome, but welcome everybody. How how are you, my good friends? Are you well? Are you ready for some dungeons and or dragons this week? I can't help but notice that Nate violated all of our unspoken pact not to get haircuts during quarantine <gasps> and he looks way too dapper. Nate got a haircut? Oh, he it. did get a haircut. He had Look long hair before. Yeah. <laughs> first he was of hiding all, it in a hat last Nate week. Nate first of all wants to battle. First of that's that's my father's name. <laughs> Please call me wants to battle. Second of all I have no witty response for that. So for, <laughs> let's play some D&D. &D. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, I have to admit, I am getting my hair cut next week, so I am also breaking the pact. So We had I'm an sorry. unspoken pact. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was not familiar with this. Listen, uh, let's get into some stuff. Just before we play, I did want to quickly mention we've got a bit of a, a Mika simulacrum situation going on because Mika is also live on Critical Role right now. <laughs> I'm watching uh, myself right now and my hair is done on Critical Role and my hair is not done here. And I'm like, who's that Which bitch? one's the real one? Who's <laughs> the real Mika? With the well-done hair. It's all curled nicely. <laughs> Clearly, that's she? the simulacrum. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to say, because uh, it is, they are broadcasting an episode of Critter Hug right now, which is featuring uh, Black Creators, which is happening at the same time as this. So I kindly ask, if you're watching us live, once you finish the episode today, go and watch it over on the VOD or watch the video, the YouTube video comes out, because it is an important thing to do. And it's awesome. It's got Mika and Matt in it. And it's going to be lovely. So you should go and check that out. I also um, talked about my dog peeing on me. So, you know. Hilarious story Hilarious. as well. <laughs> Does that make Why you not? want to watch it more or less? Oh, come on. <laughs> Everybody wants to laugh along with making fun of Mika, her dog Peter. Her leg. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else to mention this week? I, I didn't have any notes about anything, so I don't think that there's anything to bring out. Uh, no. In that case, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. I thought we'd do a little bit of a quick summary because we might have some new people watching us today. Um, and it's kind of a good point in the what's happened so far in the campaign for us just to recap on, on everything that's happened. Um, so this campaign follows four young nobles and advisors who have become the wardens of a small village and the surrounding lands. It's set in Cormir, which is a land of valorous knights, mystical mages, ancient forests, and hidden dangers. Um, and for anybody new, uh, let's have a quick summary of characters. I'm going to start with Anna, because I know she's got this locked down. Anna, who are you? Who are you playing? Give us a quick summary. 
My character is Agnes Crown Silver. She is a circle of wildfire wood elf druid, which is Unearthed Arcana. And what it means is that she can do some things with fire by summoning a fire spirit instead of wild shaping as a druid. Mm -hmm. So that's really fun. As far as her personality, it's also quite a bit fiery. She was born noble, but she resents her noble birth and thinks that it's all a bunch of nonsense. So she tries to use her position to care for people. But when you've been born with that much privilege, sometimes it's hard to know uh, <laughs> whether you're helping or hurting, I think. And uh, But her half-brother, another crown silver, Shady Penguin. That's me. Uh, Tarkle Crown Silver is uh, Agnes's half brother. He was born. I guess he's an illegitimate love child. I think he's legitimate though. <laughs> he was a love child. Uh, no born one is out illegitimate. Of... Exactly. That's why I, after I said, I'm like, you know what? No, Tarkle's legitimate. He's well, a legitimate he child, and now yeah. a legitimate man who has recently come into the nobility uh, per request of his mother. And he definitely started out this journey very insecure, very coy, still a little insecure. But uh, throughout the episodes, he's kind of laid out plans and the plans have panned out. So he's gaining some confidence and, and kind of finding his footing, but definitely leans on Agnes a lot when it comes to what seems to be noble. And he's definitely picked up on her um, fiery spirit and distaste for nobility, whereas he kind of wants to embrace nobility and use all of its potential power for good, as Agnes does as well. But he doesn't have that, um, what was the word used before? Privilege? Was that yeah. the... Yeah, he doesn't. He wasn't born with that privilege. He lived in the King's Woods uh, with his father for all of his life up until this point. So, and that's it for Tarkle. I'm going to pass it on to Azara. Hi, I play a high elf sorcerer named Azara Mithras. She is used to just be a war wizard and now has been upgraded to magister, um, which is just a fancy term for like, man, you kill a lot of things and kind of know how politics work. So here's a title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, has kind of a mixed bag of personality. She is kind of salty that, you know, nobles just kind of are noble and don't seem to have as much power as her. However, she knows that like, she has to do a good job. She really cares about the kingdom. So she's kind of fighting with like being snarky, but being kind, being helpful, but being selfish. She's always kind of at war with herself. Um, kind of like a, like a, like a nougaty truffle or like on like or the other way around she's like hard on the outside but actually really soft on the inside yeah. um and she has the blood of a blue dragon running through her veins so she has like cool scales and pew pew lightning powers like palpatine and a cool magical girl transformation that i'm keeping in my back pocket for now i can't wait to use secret little secret uh let's pop it over to my co i'm looking at the screen to, i think he's just to the right or marcel <laughs> uh i play marcel he is a high elf eldritch knight he's got uh, a mask he wears all the time because he's all edgy and mysterious and broody and he doesn't have really much to say about much oh right. yeah he talks to his sword for some reason he does yeah <laughs> uh, i don't think like any of us have has any of us like called him out on that or have we never heard it our characters have never heard him talk to his sword yet I think at I think best a couple of you have heard him speak out loud, but you don't know who he's been talking to. And it's kind of muttered under his breath. It's not like super clear who he's talking to. It's kind of a gotcha. like, blah, blah, blah. And it is telepathic. So sometimes he doesn't speak out loud. So uh, it's kind of like, yeah, I think that maybe you just figure that Marcel's weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah. 
Uh, and that's that's it. So those are the characters. Um, that's the kind of setup of everything. In terms of a recap, uh, I'll go into a bit more narrative speak now. Having arrived in the village of Evening Star, our new lords and ladies, our party have cleared out the local keep of a th- uh, of the thug called the Thornhand, as well as a mysterious woman who had been aiding him leaving only a few vague clues, such as a strange scrying device and a skull with the word Shadowbriar engraved on it in Sylvan. The details of the Thornhand's motives and powers remain unclear. But before any steps could be taken in repairing the keep or the village, the party set off to rescue the local stonemason, a dwarven woman called Dagmar Iron Eyes. Finding her and her stonecutters captive a venomous troll and some frog people, uh, Agnes charmed the troll into letting the captives go, and then the party made sure that the troll and the tiny, cute frog people would never bother anyone ever again. Um, and now our party has returned to Evening Star, their new home, uh, and many important decisions lay ahead of them. And following your return from rescuing Dagmar, unless there is anything you desperately want to interject, I was going to have a start with a fresh new day. Um, the sun rises, catching golden and purple streaks across the rolling hills, bountiful orchards, and swaying forests of the land of Cormir. The gentle sounds of the morning, however, are broken by the intense screeching of cats fighting. Hissing and screeching echoes out, uh, especially through the windows of the upper floor of the Keep's Bailey, where our four nobles, uh, well, our our two nobles and two advisors uh, are staying. Um, It is early. For anybody who does wake up at the sound of these cats screeching all hell uh it's like they're outside your windows and it's loud as heck um and it is very very early did we manage to get a long rest before the cat started screeching you did manage to get a long rest yeah so everybody has had the benefits of a long rest yes i figured that with several injuries and spells deplenished uh uh jumping to a new day would be advisable i was Um, all acidy you were (laughs) But yeah, like what what's people's reactions? Does does anybody manage to sleep through it or is this the kind of thing that would, you know, would, you know, Azara fly, fling open the windows and start yelling <laughs> or you know, <laughs> what's the reactions to this hideous noise awaking you so early? Um, I feel like if there are any cats like right out like screaming outside Azara's window, she would cast like minor illusion just to kind of just like a, a booming sound to kind of just scare them away so she can get more sleep. Yeah. So uh, I think as as Azara is conjuring in your kind of half dazed sleepy manner as you rise from bed, you kind of do realize that you are probably about 30 feet up because you're on mm-hmm. the top floor of the keep. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you, you create the sound and there is a booming sound and you hear the fluttering of wings um, as the cats all make some sort of screeching noise and they do begin to kind of disperse and you see several of them fly past your window as these winged cats um almost uh, like siamese cats or long furred kind of uh, uh lynx cats uh, that we would have here and uh yeah they just whoosh, fly past screeching past on wings well i'm gonna go back to sleep after that if they're gone <laughs> yeah yeah i think like all of you do notice these cats literally fly past your window and then they they vanish um and yeah you you a few more moments of of peace uh allow you to continue resting 
Um, I'm just I think we need a quick like, BRB because my yeah. camera broke. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's do that quick. Very thoughtful. No, I have yeah. <laughs> been in thought for the past ten minutes. Right, that should be fixed. We should have uh, can move. Jonathan's smiling face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not frozen in some sort of a thinker's pose. I thought he was um, just like, really thinking about cats, you know? And <laughs> cats. Uh, but yeah, with the despite the disturbance of the cats, you guys sleep through. Um, but your sleep is disturbed again, as for all of you, there is eventually a knock at your door. Um, for Azara and Agnes, uh, coming to your rooms individually, you hear a very sweet sort of like, Hello? Hello, dears. Uh, I'm so I'm terribly sorry to wake you, uh, but I just wanted to check if you need any assistance getting ready or dressed. Um, uh, that's part of my duties. It, it, it's uh, it, just so you know, it's it's uh, it's just me. Um, and this is the voice of Audrey Landstone, who is a gnomish housekeeper that had been introduced to you before. Um, and you can hear her. And she's kind of come like over to the feet. keep to hang out with us here seemingly so she's knocking on your door in the keep um i i i don't require any help dressing agnes kind of like rolls over and trips out of bed <laughs> I, oh are you sure it's really no problem i i, I don't mind um uh, if not well i'll leave it to you my lady uh but if not I, i'm uh, once I'm finished with uh, Magister Azara, I'll um I'll be preparing breakfast downstairs. So you you just come down and if you need my help, just ring a bell and I'll, I'll come running. Um, and then she kind Maybe of shuffles if it's, away. If it's oh not, yes, yes. If it's not too much trouble, only if you have time, but maybe some tea. Of course, my lady, of course. I will bring that up momentarily. Just allow me to check in on, on Magister Azara and then I'll be right there, my lady. Uh, Thank and then you. She, off. And then, yeah, Zara, you get the same thing of like, Ma Magister, uh, do you need any assistance this morning? Uh, does this, does this town have any hair oils? It's like, I feel like Zara's like her hair is all tangled from, <laughs> from the new humidity or whatever is going yeah, on. Sweat like sweat and fighting venom trolls and all of that kind of stuff. Just couldn't quite get it out in the shower. <laughs> Uh, you do see the door kind of creaks open a little bit and this little uh, very rosy cheeked gnomish uh, kind of dark, almost like a dark grayish skin um, kind of peers through with one big eye kind of peering through the crack. Uh, well, my dear, I'm afraid there's no there's no salons or beauty places here in Evening Star, but um, there's a I'm sure I've got something I could rustle up if it's just something to get the knots and the dirt out of the hair. And as like a hand is like stuck in her hair, she's like that. That's that's very needed. Thank you. Shall I bring <laughs> up a lovely? Shall I bring up a basin of hot water for my lady as well? That would be. And she's like, mm, that would be great. Thank you. Of course, Magister. Of course, just a moment. And then she shuts the door. Uh, meanwhile, for the gentleman, you also get a knock at the door, uh, and you hear a very creaky old uh, human man's voice. Um. 
my lords. Uh, it is uh, Master Goodfellow here, your retainer. Do uh, you require any assistance getting dressed or prepared for the day's affairs? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, very good, my lord. Uh, I believe that Audrey will be preparing a breakfast uh, downstairs in the dining room, uh, if that suits you. If you have any requests, I can pass them on to her, my lord. Uh, no, whatever she prepares is fine, thank you. Uh, very good, uh, Lord Crown Silver. Uh, very good. Uh, <coughs> and he shuffles off. You can hear him sort of creaking his way down the corridor. Marcel, you get the same treatment. You get a knock at the door, like, uh, Minister, uh, do you require any assistance this morning? Um, what time is it right now? This is probably early. This is like eight a.m. You know, the sun has risen, and you've been given a bit of time to sleep in after the sun has risen. But this is still early. So Marcel will have probably already been out for a few hours. Okay. Probably sure. going to the forest and like finding his own means and breakfast and whatever. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So it's just Marcel like... doesn't sleep even for like the enjoyment. He'll just he basically he'll because we get the the half yeah, the rest. trance, the four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So he just kind of sits and broods for four hours and then just gets <laughs> up and starts doing more stuff. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so you just we just get this kind of like image of like oh, poor old Nigel, this old doddering retainer. Hello, Minister. I don't wish to come in without your permission. Is everything all right? <laughs> and then it just eventually just leaves <laughs> and doesn't know what to do with himself. Um, but yeah, uh, for Azara, uh, Audrey brings up a kind of hot basin of of steaming water. Looks like it's been freshly kind of like boiled um she's a tiny gnome so she's kind of heaving this giant basin in but she manages to keep it relatively still um and accompanying it wrapped up in a small little cloth package is a little glass bottle of some sort of hair ointment um you're not really sure where she's gotten it from because it looks quite expensive but she kind of leaves that with the basin and sort of like smiles and nods at you uh and then leaves you to to kind of deal with your own affairs um yeah, eventually I'm going to guess that you all make your way downstairs. Marcel, do you come back to the keep at any point, Marcel? Or are you going to kind of go about your own business throughout the whole day? Um, I, if, I'm, if I'm able to have scrounged up or hunted something for yeah. breakfast, I, I would make my way back like after that. Okay, yeah. So, like, I mean, the King's Wood, the King's Forest um, is just south of Evening Star. Um, it's maybe a couple of hours trek to get to, like, thick, deep woodland. But even mm. between there, there is enough, like, you know, you can find patches of wild berries, you can find small game, like rabbits and things to hunt, if that's something that Marcel would want to do. Um, there, yeah. is a, there is a river to fish in. You could literally pop down to the river and, and fish um with the right you know tools um so easily capable of of you know providing a, a small breakfast for one person um if it, it would be quite rough roughsman affair but yeah for sure um do you do anything in that time marcel like is this like a moment of quiet contemplation or is this actively doing things just for like i need food must survive kind of deal uh, a bit of both honestly okay. he he's adjusted to like solitude and fending for himself and he finds like a comfort in that kind of pressure mm -hmm. okay so i think like maybe when you're kind of um sitting down in those quiet moments you do hear the voice coming from the sword again mm. uh so what's next i guess that we've got this position and you all get some gold uh, maybe we hire someone to look into everything or uh, do you think that some of the people you're 
now, I guess, working with could help? I don't think we've we've saved enough to to take care of our affairs, but well, I also don't think that the people we're with would be of any help or would even want to for that matter. So I think we just we stay on track with this plan and we we continue saving resources until until something presents itself. Yes, yes, that's probably a good idea. I I, I am curious that that woman, the 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 mage that you fought, mm. she seemed to. I I think she could sense me, or she knew that I wasn't just a a, a magical weapon. I I could. I know you didn't use me to to detect anything, but I mean I could tell that she was powerful, very powerful. She was also. Very, perhaps evil, crazy, doesn't seem like the type to help. No, although I guess evil and crazy is what got us into the current position we're in. I just hope that we don't have to rely on evil and crazy to get us out of it. Well, at this point, they wouldn't be the biggest surprise. Yes, I suppose so. All right, well, at least we've got a lovely view and... After that, the sword kind of goes quiet for a moment as you stare out. And Cormier is a beautiful landscape. You know, this is a place where there is a homeliness to it. You know, it's not the crowded, busy streets of a city like Suzale or Arabelle. You know, this is quaint, quiet countryside, you know, um, full of just beautiful rolling hills and, you know, orchards that smell of apples and uh, kind of there's a there's a sense of calm here almost. Uh, yeah, and we see kind of Marcel uh, just enjoying a brief moment of quiet. Uh, for the rest of you, you come down. There is a small kitchen, uh, but it is attached to a larger dining room, a very sparse dining room at this point. All of the uh, damage that the thorn hand had done, there is still evidence of like physical damage to the furniture, to the walls, but any of like the blood or any of the kind of unpleasantness has been cleared out and washed away um but the the keep is still very sparse there isn't much decoration um it is very plain there is not much in the way of finery here this is it's all been sort of torn down or sold or, or soiled um but the breakfast is at least substantial um you can see that audrey has prepared a, a large breakfast of a sweet porridge various jams fresh fruits uh sizzling bacon but not a lot of bread there doesn't seem to be a lot of like bread here um it's you know other sort of affair um and uh, you are left alone the three of you marcel doesn't arrive um the only person who does turn up is nigel uh this kind of uh, retainer this kind of groundsman that uh, is in your service um and he simply briefly arrives to say i just wish to inform uh, my lords and ladies uh, that mr dusk said he would be arriving shortly after your breakfast i believe that there are still various matters uh, to be attended to around the village if you require anything my lords and ladies please just call for myself or audrey we're we are now stationed here we've set ourselves up uh, to be at your at your call if you need us I, I was just wondering if if anyone had any time to just grab me some tea real fast. Just a little, just tea. 
Oh yes, okay. of course, my lady. I, I'm Audrey must have forgotten about it. It's yeah, I mean, no, no worries. I mean, I can get it myself. No, no, I will you, speak I, to her, my lady. Okay. I will make sure that it doesn't happen again. This is is okay. very uh, even for Audrey. This is unacceptable, <laughs> but I will make sure it is done. You'll, you'll see. Uh, and he no kind deal. of I wanders mean, off <laughs> and returns, you know, very promptly afterwards with a large uh, iron kettle um, and several cups and all laid out, uh, ready for you to. He pours it and everything for you. But yeah, you guys have a moment of just quiet time where it's just the three of you. I think that Azara would be really focused on like writing up this long list that she's been working on of things mm -hmm. that she wants to do to the keep since she has free reign of decoration. So it's mm -hmm. like a, a, a catalog of furniture, what should go where. She's probably sketched up like little designs of different rooms so it's probably spread out all in front of her with like a little bit of breakfast to the side and probably a glass mm -hmm. of wine no matter what time it is um sure. and, and she's like kind of taking like a few berries while like really intensely focusing on on her art on her work sure okay cool yeah i i just will look over and be like do we do we need that much furniture i mean couldn't we just use that money to help rebuild the town uh, she'll look up um part of the town is our keep and our keep is where we stay and where we stay is very important we can't be living amongst squalor and nothingness you are in fact a lady and she just goes back to drawing <laughs> she leaves no opening for agnes to nope to <laughs> okay. yeah absolutely not agnes just she does kind of do that like that and then she just goes to her tea this uh, first Azara will shift over the designs for Agnes's bedroom just to kind of quiet her, which is like the a big four poster, like forest wood bed that she asked for and like shelves like that you can hold potions and, and herbs and and even little cages and, and beds for animals that she can keep, like definitely bribing her to just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Agnes turns into just a like, not my business. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit right. sipping tea. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, it's not my job. She's making it. I, I don't know. Sure. Uh, what um, about is there any breakfast oh, that is? Is there any breakfast that's vegetarian? You said bacon. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. There's like a porridge um, that doesn't have any meat and stuff in it. There's like a porridge. There's jams, fresh fruits. Um, there's probably not as much like vegetables. They probably have that for dinner. But there's yeah, most of the affair, most of the fare is in fact uh, kind of simple and you know non-meat there is some bacon um but yeah it is yeah plenty, plenty she of kind options. of wrinkles her nose at any of the meat products i'm, I'm a druid you can't possibly yeah. eat meats yeah <laughs> i love it um yeah perfect yeah yeah so and you do the cooking is excellent like this is a, a wonderful kind of little spread of food and, and porridge and things like that and the jams all look homemade and you mm. can see that they've been put into lovely little jars wrapped with you know sackcloth and things like that um what about Tarkle? Tarkle, any any things that Tarkle is up to in the morning, or does he want to talk about anything with anyone? Uh, I think he's just eating pretty ferociously. Um, yeah. And uh, like super non-mannered, elbows on the table, head down. Um, and I think he's just has his head spinning about what other good we can do. He's like at this point, he's super. His chest is almost up a little bit when he walks. He's like very proud of how smoothly things have been going since. Yeah. Uh, he's taken up his position. Um, okay. So he's not really, he, he definitely has thoughts about the uh, the conversation about spending a ton of money on the keep. And he is just having flashbacks of the dresses that the girls were trying to take 
uh, before we went and saved uh, our our Smithy friends. So yeah. yeah, I think he's he's just pretty focused and he's not he's not thrilled about that, but he's keeping okay. it to himself right now. Okay, sure. Um, I think Marcel, if you do eventually make your way back, when you do, mm-hmm. you see a familiar figure kind of making their way up the hill towards the keep, um, moving somewhat slowly uh, because they're carrying a cane with a slight limp in their leg. But you see the purple-skinned tiefling, uh, Dusk, who is the the seneschal, the kind of um, retainer, the person that you go to when you want stuff done in the town or at the keep. Um, he's kind of your man that you go to with problems and then he will tell you how you how he can fix them and how much it will cost um and he is making his way slowly kind of you know limping with the cane and making his way up and you can see him looking up at the keep and kind of nodding his head like mm. uh, he kind of like tips a little he doesn't wear a hat but he kind of tips his hand to a few of the soldiers who are on the walls and now patrolling around um but he seems to be making his way to the keep i will Eh, I'll probably I'll, I'll I'll catch up with him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he kind of like he hears you coming. Um when you kind of like make your way up to him, he does kind of like turn around at just the right moment to kind of like you know, he's like, "Oh, uh, Lord Ma- uh, Minister Marcel, uh, I I expected you to be at the put the keep. Uh, were you out this morning?" I was. Oh, well. I've gotten a, I've gotten a full night's rest. I have breakfast in me. So what's next for us? Well, uh, there's a few things that uh, I'll need to discuss. Many of them I already mentioned, but uh, there is there's lots of opportunity. I feel that now that the Thornhand has been dealt with and that you've rescued our Mason, well, really, it's a matter of opportunity now. Uh, hopefully, we'll see many peaceful months and seasons, but there's always more that can be done in a position like this. I'm sure that at some point, uh, visitors will be arriving and, uh, well, we need to think about how best to suit the the village moving forwards uh hopefully not as much for you to do as a minister of arms uh, perhaps training some troops uh, protectors that sort of thing but hopefully no high-flying adventures very well where are these troops that need training well that's an inter- that's something that we need to discuss uh minister i think perhaps better discussed with everyone else but one of the facts is is that if we repair the keep once it's finished we'll be able to house more troops I'd value what troops you would like me to try and find for you. I can try and purposely hire troops of a certain type. I can try and just put the list out and see who responds, see what mercenaries uh, are attracted to our doors. Um, but otherwise, I can uh, petition the Cormirian army to see if they'll send more uh, dragon knights, that sort of thing. Uh, but yes, I think perhaps something to discuss with everybody else. Uh, I'm sorry if I keep you. My, my leg is particularly stiff this morning, and he kind of hobbles his way towards the keep mm. yeah okay so marcel and dusk uh both arrive uh kind of entering the doors dusk opens the door for marcel to go first um and follows in through behind him and he finds you all as you have finished breakfast and i'm sure zara you now have a very long uh, detailed schematic of many of the rooms and places here in the keep um Dusk bows down extremely low. My honorable lords and ladies, uh, magister, minister, uh, are you all well? Did you sleep and and, are you recovered from yesterday's rescue mission? Quite recovered, thank you. I uh, apologize for my appearance when I returned, but 
I'm glad that we were able to make this place just a little safer. My lady, please. Uh, it, I think in a way, it does people good to see those recovering from such endeavors that it was not easy. It's a reminder that you are here for a reason and that you are the right people for the job. Uh, I do, in, in that regard, I do have some news. Um, I keep my ear close to the ground uh, with the people of Evening Star. Uh, a young man that I work with, Aaron, has also been keeping his ear to the local populace. And things are very positive. Uh, people are very glad that you came when you did. They're very pleased and uh, encouraged by your skills, your expertise, uh, and the way that you've handled things so far. I believe that everybody in the town uh, is is thinking of you quite favorably. Uh, you've made quite the impression. Um, as an out-of-character note, uh, so the way that I'm running some of the background stuff for this with the Coal Kingdom Management managing a town, um, there is a stat for Evening Star called Happiness. Um, and I am tracking happiness. I'm not always going to tell you when you gain it and when you lose it, um, but I can tell you that uh, at certain thresholds, when you reach certain amounts of happiness, you will get a reward. You will get a bonus. It might be a magic item. It might be a permanent boost to something that you get. Um, obviously, it will get better as you go up and, and you, the people of Evening Star are more happy. Um, but uh, in this case, um, as long as the people stay at this level of happiness or higher, you will have a, anytime you make a charisma persuasion check with a local, you will add an extra D4 because they see you as like, oh, okay, they've come, they've done some really good things. They, they see you in a good light, basically. Um, so yeah, so everybody seems pleased and, and just make a note that any persuasion checks on a local of Evening Star, you will have a plus D4 to the roll. I love that mechanic. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, really cool. That's yeah, fun. Thank you. Yeah, so that's um, so there are other things that I track as well, but I'm not going to always tell you about them. Um, and obviously, if the happiness drops, there are consequences for that sort of thing happening. So that's uh, a thing to keep in mind. If our um, island gets three stars, will KK Slider come? Well, <laughs> who knows? Who knows, Mika? Uh, if your town, yeah, town, five-star rating on the Evening Star. Listen, and, uh, I just want a dog Elminster to come and sing. Drist comes along, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drist and his new he band. he not wear any clothes? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I want a naked dog yeah. to come and sing. <laughs> um, back in terms of game terms, uh, Dusk kind of uh, smiles. and uh, May I take a seat? Uh, there are several other matters that I wish to go over. Please, please, yes. Thank you. Thank you, my lady. Uh, he sits down and from a satchel, he pulls out a large leather ledger. Um, and it seems to be that he keeps extensive notes about everything about the town. Upon your request, I have calculated the funds uh, that were recovered from the Thornhands plunders, plunderings, as well as the bursary that you arrived with from Queen Raedra. Uh, I can tell you that in the in Evening Star's treasury, we have about four and a half thousand gold. Not all of it in coin, some of it in trade goods, in luxury items, that sort of thing, but I estimate it to be worth that amount. I also spoke with the people and have an inventory of what was taken from them. About 1,500 gold was belonged to the people of Evening Star. Now, you mentioned, my lady, Crown Silver, that you wanted me to reach out and see if they would be willing to give up some of their money in exchange for infrastructure in the town or if they would want it all back, uh, what the extent of that was. I will be honest, the majority of the people in the town would like 
their their livings back for many people this was their savings equipment that they used to run their businesses um it represents you know family heirlooms that said a small amount they were willing to donate individually that amounted to about 200 gold uh, which would mean returning about 1300 of it if you wish to give that back to the people now by law by legal rights this is your money this is your funds to do with as you want the people will probably not be very happy if you decide to keep it, but it could go in the long run towards infrastructure, towards building things that could help the town benefit in larger ways. Uh, it's really your decision, but I will need to know today as I will need to begin uh, delivering that back out to people and they'll need it for the upcoming seasons. Well, of course, all of us, and she looks at everyone, all of us are are far more interested in what is morally correct as opposed to legally correct. And I I think absolutely we'd like to return what was stolen to the people of our town. She looks for agreement from the rest of them, like expecting them to be like, yeah, of course we do. I do think we have a moral obligation in this position to do what's best for our town, even if the people feel it immoral. Uh, However, on this matter, I, I do agree that I think we should return the money. I agree with Agnes. Who are we to say we know what's best for these people? Do you think you're better than them? Do you think that just because you have the name Crown Silver, now somehow you have more moral authority than the people of this town, brother? No, I I just think we have a responsibility, I thought, to to do what's best for the people. It's a a weight, it's a burden that we must bear. It's it's not a matter of better, it is a matter of burden. Well... So long as we don't think we understand that burden better than each individual person, I would think. I will say. Uh, That's none of my business, T. The two, the Baron and Baroness have final say, but I do think it important that both advisors um, provide their insights. I feel that they've been put in this position for a reason. Uh, he kind of looks towards Marcel and Azara like. <laughs> if I may. Um... I happen to agree with what Lady Crown Silver is saying, seeing as the loyalty and fealty of our townspeople is quite important to a prestigious and sustained run here. However, money is important. So as a compromise, perhaps we send some of our soldiers out on bounties, collect some, some money that way, not putting our own lives at risk, to supplement the income and everyone can have their cake and eat it too. Do we need more money? I mean, yes, we always three... need more money. <laughs> oh. She just uh, kind of like stops herself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need more money. <laughs> uh, Minister Marcel, um, anything to add? That one said we need more money. I'm inclined to agree with that end statement. Very well. Well, uh, I can always begin looking for any opportunities to send out our troops to try and make some more money. Uh, Generally, that sort of thing is left to adventurers, but there's plenty of bandits and thugs up in the hills, uh, hobgoblin tribes and the like that are raiding merchants. Um, We could reclaim those goods, perhaps. Uh, There's definitely opportunities. I will look into that, Magister Azara. Uh, Well, if we are agreed, I will begin making those preparations. Uh, If we return it and take their donations, uh, that would reduce us to 
approximately 3,300 gold. Now, uh, I've spoken with Dagmar, our mason, uh, that you recovered. Uh, her and her stonecutters are doing much better. Uh, they're currently resting and feeding, but she suspects that they'll be back to work within a week or so. Now, speaking with them, uh, the keep, the damage to the outer walls and to the tower and to the interior buildings as well, as well as small repairs around Evening Star itself, she believes that the quarry can help replicate some of this. However, it will cost an additional 1,000 gold. This will be used to pay for materials, labor, tools, um, and it will take approximately a season to complete the works. Uh, a season <laughs> being three months in a game term. Long time, all right. Tarkle well, is I not... mean, it's expecting that. <laughs> It's it's that's the kind of thing where in this campaign I think we're going to be doing a lot of like and a season passes. What do you guys do in three months? Kind of thing. We're gonna we're not gonna play out every single day. Um, so when I say season, we might see like a whole week or a whole month go by very quickly. Um, so don't worry about that taking too long because that might come like that. Gotcha. <laughs> and so the repairs that 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 means like repairs to the keep and anything in the city that's been damaged or that is that just our keep no that includes the damage to evening star as well most of the buildings in the village and to the outlying farms was it will be easy for the masons to repair uh, a few broken foundations the inn is the one that took the most damage but it is a private establishment and not technically under the authorization of the town i can introduce you to its current owner kira uh i believe that since since the thorn hand i don't imagine that she'll be able to return the business to what it was so there could be an opportunity for you to perhaps purchase it in terms of uh, in the name of the town or perhaps make a deal with her in some way she is the deed holder um but i can introduce you if you like but yes that a thousand gold will cover the the repairs to the keep and to the village itself um it will also mean that it will be completely defensible. And as well, once we complete those repairs, we'll be able to house more troops, something I already mentioned to Minister Marcel. Uh, we will be able to recruit two more units of troops, um, one during the repairs uh, and then another one when the repairs are complete. Now, I can put out a list and see who responds to that. Uh, we could get mercenaries. We could get knights from one of the cities. Uh, or I can try and find a certain type of troop archers for example or cavalry if that's what we wanted to have in our repertoire uh obviously they have different skills suited for different purposes but i leave that to to what you think best um would you like me to begin that work i will have to deduct the money immediately a thousand gold for the repairing the town sounds like money well spent to me i agree very well uh any any uh any Opinions from our advisors? Uh, it's money that needs to be spent, I suppose. <laughs> if I may speak freely, Magister, I, I do agree. I think that it is, this is one of those important matters and it will make a great symbol to the town, but also it will protect you. If any more attacks or if we have any monsters that come roaming out of the mountains, I'd much rather we have strong walls uh, to defend ourselves with. Uh, I think it best in the interests to do this. Now, those are the only expenditures that I needed to bring to your attention. That gives us around 2,000, 2,300 gold left. Now, this doesn't include taxation. Uh, upkeep of our units will not be too much. So really, I would advise you all to consider what you would like that money spent on. Uh, there, we can build new buildings here in town. We can hire new people to come and work for us. Um, the types of buildings are extensive. Rather, I think it best 
you tell me what you would like. I will tell you what kind of cost it may have and what effect it may have. But I really want this. I think that this is a vision needs to be led from you on what you want Evening Star to be. What kind of place is it? What kind of opportunities will it provide? And that is really your decision. So I, I leave that to you to discuss in private, perhaps. And there is no rush. There's plenty of time for us to hire people and build things. You, I, I hope that your reign here in Evening Star will be lengthy. Uh, and so we'll have plenty of opportunity to capitalize on it. Uh, I, yes, I think please, before uh, Dusk even finishes, Azara will step in and go, I know you said we have plenty of time to think about it. However, um, seeing as our good lady here was so damaged in our last battle, I think it is important at once that we look into an alchemist and someone who can provide potions, possibly at a discount. Um, towards us and our adventures because if we are as i'm assuming we are going to be adventuring out on our own often as we have such sparky spirited nobles here we should have backup seeing as i am not skilled in healing magic and i don't think any of us are indeed uh, an alchemist here in town well not only i i believe that if we were to construct something like that and i will need to do a little bit of research into the costs and how long that will take but my assumption would be it will generate some income for the treasury it will generate some income for the town itself for the people that come here but also there will probably be a byproduct you'll probably be able to get a certain amount of healing potions or elixirs just for free each week or each month or each season, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but it will also generate income for the town as well. That's definitely something I can look into, Magister. Uh, certainly. I, I will put that on my agenda immediately to investigate for you. Um, I will mention two other things. You mentioned there about going out on adventures yourselves. Certainly. Uh, and I mean, I am offering no presumptions to this. However, if for adventurous, heroic skilled individuals were to go out and find a dungeon full of gold or magical relics that could be sold or perhaps find a bandit camp that has been plundering a nearby town those sorts of funds well they're not taxed my good lords and ladies uh, we do not owe any of that money to the crown that means it is free for us to spend however we see fit simply a suggestion on my behalf um if you would like me to investigate any such locations that is again something i could do for you if you wish um the i other am one not to a mention, fan of owing any money to the crown so i vote yes of course well th that is uh, you will have plenty of time to go out on your own adventures if that is what you wish uh, there will be cormir is an ancient land full of many places to explore and investigate uh, the other thing I will mention, uh, Magister, I notice you seem to have some plans there uh, for decoration and furnishings. Azara's uh, eyes light up. She's like, this is the moment she's been waiting for. And she like slides and almost kind of like slams like this thick layer of lists and artistry across the table to dusk. And she's like, this is just um, a, a gentle suggestion about what this keep could possibly turn into. As you can see, I've color coded in order of importance uh, what we currently need 
for well-being, what would be lovely for aesthetics, and what would be ideal once we have enough money for it. Uh, I have an itemized list here, here, and here. Uh, <laughs> it goes by room here, here, and here. And I think mm, that it would very be very organized. important for our emotional well-being and for you know, for morale if our bedrooms were personalized. And if nobody here minds, I will be taking the tower as my own personal abode, and uh, I will be working out of it, living out of it, and training out of it uh nobody has objections agnes is looking at these schematics and she's like i i thought we talked about adding a a secret tunnel to to the keep and then she like whips out this long (laughs) secret tunnel design and she's like oh i i did not forget don't worry (laughs) well first of all magister i love the organization i'm a big fan of lists and structured methods like this Uh, there's a couple of things first of all decorating the keep um, as it is right now, if we were to have guests, visitors, perhaps from Arabelle or any other town, if any nobility were to visit, their impression of Evening Star would not be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not up to the standard that many nobles expect. Uh, that could inter- that could damage your reputations and your interactions with them. You've provided me three options here. Uh, depending on these three options, the bare minimal will not leave a good impression, but it will not be disastrous. Uh, the uh, kind of middling option would provide no additional benefits, but no harm would be done. They would see it as just a functional standard uh, wealth, you know, keep to visit. However, if we go for the lavish option, well, you'd be making an excellent impression on any visiting nobles or dignitaries, perhaps giving you advantage in your uh, ability to persuade or intimidate them if you want, if you wish. Um, these costs vary in price. For the base level, it will cost, cost about 300 gold for the very minimal amount of furnishings, 600 for a standard amount of affair, you know, a, a good, well-decorated keep, uh, clothing and accessories for all of you, that sort of thing. But for 900 gold, we could make Starwatch keep very presentable. Very, very presentable. The secret I tunnel, the I will need to investigate. That wouldn't be, that would look down on us for living modest lives so that our people can thrive. What a, what a load of, I, she starts going on about the nobility and how like it's a corrupt, rotting institution and just, she's kind of- Zara will put her hand up just to try and calm her. My lady, of all my time spent in court, uh, I've learned the phrase, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. You may not want to agree with the nobles. You may not like to agree with the nobles. You may not like nobles at all. However, if a war was to come upon us and we needed allies, those people that you hate with a lot of money and a lot of power can save not just your life, but the lives of your villagers. So if they may look down upon us for not wearing fancy dresses or having tapestries in the hallway, so be it. However, we need that power in our corner, whether you like it or not. And that's just my two cents. System is rotten. I agree. Agree that the system is rotten? Indeed. It's all egos and reputations and it's unnecessary. When war comes to war, that only gets in the way. Agnes is very surprised and delighted that, that he's agreeing with her. I'm not disagreeing with the two of you. However, nothing is changing currently and we can't find ourselves 
screwed out of potential allies because you people don't like nobles. That's just how you die. So until things change, we have to play the game. Things won't change if we don't change it. I thought we were, I guess, don't we want to topple things on their head a bit? We don't have the power to topple anything. We are a new established town. We have very to powerful. play the I feel like we've, we've had a lot of success. You have done two things well. I'm sorry, my lord. You are doing a great job. However, we, we are took a this small entire town. keep without insistence. Why would we need it in the future? Because we this is this is Cormier. We are isolated when it comes to worldly events. We are no one, and once we are someone, we can make a change. But until then, we have to play the game. You can't break the rules unless you know them. Well, if this is a security concern, it seems we should look to the security expert. Marcel, do you think we should go with the small, medium, or large decoration package? Very much what it is. <laughs> You're asking my consult on what level of uselessness we should waste money on then. Well, I mean, we do need chairs to sit on. I think I think that's fair, but... There's no better back support than a solid ground beneath you. Why are you asking him this? <laughs> well, you said it was all about the impression that we give other nobles because we might need help in a war. So I figured that was his area of expertise. Now we did we did promise Lady Azara to to have say on the decorations. I, I think we should meet in the middle. I, I do tend to agree, uh, coming from the woods, that we don't need much. Uh, I agree with Marcel, but I also think that we can't we can't have division between us. If there's division between us, there's division in Evening Star. So, Azar, is it okay if we start in the middle and work our way towards the bigger dreams? Now, see, if you ask my opinion in the first place, that's what I was going to say. Thank you, Lord Crown Silver. And I think that upon our first hosting of dignitaries, we should spend the money to at least complete the grand ballroom in all of its finery and buy new outfits for all of us to put on the appearance of what they would like. Then we can have the medium package and once we gain more funds, we can just go all out. It is certainly something that can be improved in time, my lords and ladies. It is, this is merely to furnish it as it is now to make sure that we have a, a, you know, something here. Uh, it can be improved in time. Uh, my lady, any gestures to Agnes? What if, in order to provide for the needs that you are concerned about, Magister, in terms of impressing others and uh, looking like a thriving town, could we do that in a way that benefits our town, our, our people? I do think that they've had their spirits crushed and it would be good to to lift their spirits and, and give them reason to celebrate. So what if when the repairs are finished, we have a large festival to celebrate them and there will be food and drink and, and wealth to share with the people? That would give a good impression, wouldn't it? I think that's a wonderful idea. As long as we have the new troops patrolling and making sure that my lord and my lady are safe, that there are no ne'er-do-wells about coming into our keep. I think it would be a grand gesture to open the doors and to let everyone in and show that you aren't just nobles, but you're villagers and citizens as well. And we will 
have the best food brought in. We will decorate the grand ballroom to the nines and everyone can have a weekend of revelry. How does that sound? Perfect. One more thing. Of course. In, in the name of morale, mm-hmm. I do believe we need a, a mascot that reflects the local feel. And uh, I, feel, I feel we need a Tresim as our, our symbol of mm-hmm. Evening Star to come live in the palace with us for, for no reason other than simply helping the people and not because I want to have a pet Tresim. My lady, you do you see just dusk. want a pet Tresim? <laughs> At the word Tresim, Dusk is like, you see him grimacing, like physically oh, like, no. mm. he's like, there are plenty of Tresim in the local area, my lady. I'm, I'm sure that uh, you could have your pick of one here in, here in the keep if you wish. Yes, what better representation for our fair city than shrill screaming in early hours of the morning? Well, if we have a, a well-cared-for Tressum in the keep, it probably won't scream at all hours of the morning. In fact, we should adopt all of those Tressum and care for them so they won't screech together. All of the Tressum. Yes, very good. <laughs> a whole flock. I, Agnes, let's let's start with one tressum, perhaps, and we'll see how the, we handle that. You know, you don't want to take on too much. We we just we got a whole town under our feet, as well. I have to prove I'll feed it and take care of it before I can have another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very much. Oh, well, as I mentioned, that they are wild around here. Uh, there's so many that nobody really sells them. You normally just go out and feed one, and then it keeps coming back until you keep it in your house. That's how the locals do it, anyway. Um, Still, uh, if that's something you would like me to look into, I can do. Uh, that's something up for you. Um, my last I'm order. Sure, of Aubrey business. can help us with feeding it and capturing it. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> Miss Audrey would love having a tressim around the place. I'm okay. sure she. Who wouldn't? Indeed, I wouldn't. Who, who wouldn't? Ah. <laughs> uh, my last order of business uh, it is something I mentioned to you before, uh, and I would recommend perhaps after we're done here in our in our detailings, go and. Go and explore Evening Star. Go and see the people and meet them and find out. Uh, there are a few problems. You mentioned a festival, uh, my lady Agnes. Um, if you would like to have something like that, I would recommend... There's, there's been a problem with one of our local uh, food providers, a bakery. A social problem. No monsters to slay or anything like that. Um, they're having some drama amongst the people. Perhaps your guidance could help smooth things out that would be very useful to to figure out before such a festival likewise this problem with the inn uh kira highcastle uh, she's lost a lot of money through the thorn hand and uh delayed shipments and ruined stock uh, again something perhaps to investigate and and deal with uh before this festival the other thing to mention i mentioned it last time these prisoners you took several of these thugs and bandits prisoner last time. Some of them are here in the keep, uh, down in the cellars. Some of them are actually locked up in the ruins of the inn back in town. The people are still very angry. Uh, they're, they're, they assume that you're going to execute them, but you've captured them whilst you were rescuing Dagmar. That's the rumor that's going around the town, that you've, you've captured them so that they can be publicly executed. Because uh, they, they, they just assume that that's what you're going to do, because that's what they expect you know these people have lost loved ones they've lost homes they've lost years of hard work on their businesses they're furious uh so i just thought i should 
bring that up. If this is left to fester, it's not an immediate problem, but if it's left to fester, this could, it could create some bad blood amongst the people. Just something to consider. We did talk about the problems with uh, trying to allow these prisoners to pay off their debt by helping to rebuild the town. But could they not do lengthy community service in the quarry away from the town and, and be providing for our rebuilding efforts? That is certainly something that you could do. I don't know how the people would react to that off the top of my head. Uh, it may have a diminished effect. Some may still grumble about it, but I imagine that it would still lessen it. I would suggest that you speak with Dagmar, uh, Iron Eyes, however. Technically, it is her quarry. She has the, the, the rights and the deeds to operate it. So any final decision, I mean, you could force her to do it, but that certainly wouldn't endear you to her. But speak to her. Maybe she'd be willing to take on a few of them. I imagine not all of them, however, but maybe a few, a good sort of 10... 10 men or women that you've captured could be put into some sort of penal service, uh, some sort of community service. Uh, certainly, I think that that is something you could explore. But still, again, no uh, clear options, no clear answers on this one. Just your judgment and what you think is best. Uh, still, uh, that is all I have. Is there anything from my lords or ladies that you need from me before I go? I have some business in the, in the village. Uh, yes, Dusk. I had this vision course, my Lord. for for a building in town, something that could potentially create revenue, but also boost morale of those who enter it. Something of a uh, of a, a magical bath or springs uh, that people would pay to come in, and uh, it would have some sort of boon to their spirits. Uh, I, I think it could be something useful for us before we go out, and also something that could create some income for the town. My Lord Crown Silver, this is a fantastic idea. Uh, uh, that is something. Uh, the, the, a bathhouse is definitely something we could look into. There's a lovely, there's a lovely pond, a small lake nearby the village that a lot of the locals use. It's very picturesque, very lovely. Um, something could be built around that, perhaps, to create more of a you know sectioned off areas, buildings where people can change. A magical source of that. Now that that is something that I think the four of you would need to find some sort of uh, item or perhaps a monster part or i don't know the heart of a dryad or something like that something that you could perhaps i, I can help research it um, but i think it would need some sort of special component to provide that sort of mystical benefit now if you can bring me that i can have the building constructed the staff employed and all of that sort of thing but i think that yeah something like that that's definitely something we could do uh, but um, perhaps Magister Azara could help research into something of that nature. The King's Wood is full of all sorts of strange mystical places. Uh, there's always stories of magic healing pools and creatures that uh, can soothe wounds, that sort of thing. Uh, river spirits that could bless it or something like that. Um, that's definitely something that uh, if you can find a way, then uh, that's definitely something we can make happen. The other option, of course, is if you want somewhere that's going to boost morale and bring in some income, the tavern. If you can get that sorted, I can tell you now that that will generate significant amounts of income for yourselves, for the town, and will boost morale as well. So something to consider. Um, but I will I will begin looking into the costings of the physical bathhouse or, or whatever you want to call it, along with Magister Azara's alchemist shop. Uh, I hope to have those with you within a few, uh, within a week or so, potentially. Um, but yes, uh, is there anything else? Anything else at all? As long as this bathhouse wouldn't diminish the natural beauty of the pond that already exists, we, we wouldn't want to dis 
destroy any of the beautiful environment of our land. Well, perhaps Milady Crown Silver could be a, a sort of manager on the project to make sure that these natural elements aren't interfered with. If that's all right with Tarkal, of course. Yes, of course. I, I think also it would be good if the townsfolk already use this pond, uh, perhaps to leave some of it free, and then we'll have a uh, sort of a premium area that will yes. hopefully, if we have uh, our ear to the ground, we can we can find this boon to make the premium area magical. Yes, Platinum I think that that's definitely something. <laughs> <laughs> Evening star spa sub. Yeah, right. spa sub. You get a gym in there. You can build like a little training routine in there as well. You know, massages. Patreon instead of Patreon. I love it. Love it. Perfect. Um, uh, Dusk normally just just turns and is like anything else. Uh, Minister Marcel and anything at all. Dusk, you mentioned for this army potentially recruiting mercenaries. Did you have someone in mind? Well, normally, my lord, uh, what I do is uh, I put out the feelers to the right channels. Uh, what who we get is not necessarily random, but we get an eclectic mix of people that might apply or might come for the job. Um, if you have anybody in particular, I could always reach out to them to see if they would be willing to come and work for us. I'll think on it. Of course, my lord. Um, but yes, otherwise I will I will get to work. And on yes. that note, before you leave, uh, speaking of particular uh, mercenaries or soldiers you can hire, is there any chance we could possibly enlist one of my fellow war wizards or, or more mages about? It would be nice to speak of magic with someone else in this town. Oh, of course, I, my lady. I, I feel that that Just... is... Sorry, what was... <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my my apologies, Melody. I thought you said something. Um, No, Magister, uh, I think that that is certainly doable. I think the the biggest problems we would factor there is uh, accommodations for them. Um, Mm. That would need to be constructed, uh, perhaps a second level or another tower in the keep Mm. or something like Mm -hmm. that, or uh, something like that. Um, Also, what sort of facility uh, they would fulfill. For example, if you would like to have a, a library with a researcher, that would be certainly possible. And if you know somebody, I can, I can have the arrangements made for them to come and work for you. That would certainly make researching magical topics less strenuous for yourself. Um, As it so happens, I actually have someone perfect in mind. So if, if we could add a library, maybe an astronomy tower to that list, that would a be library. Wonderful. A library is actually quite doable with the tower as it is with the repairs going on to it. I could set up a basic library for... 500 gold for buying all the necessary books, research mm-hmm. equipment, and accommodations for your scribe, if you have one. I actually do have one in mind. Uh, someone from home. Would you, would you like me to put that on in, into the treasury? If Baron, this, this library would be free for all citizens of Evening Star, right? Well, it would be stationed here in the keep, and it would technically fall under Magister Azara as the as the local magister. Uh, any access to magical knowledge and research falls primarily within Magister Azara's uh, region. So it would be up to her whether it is allowed. I could have a section of it made available to the public, but keep perhaps the more magical topics separate for Lady Azara. Uh, it just won't be as expansive for the public. I think why, that why would we keep magic away from the people? Magic Dust in the wrong looks. hands is, uh, yeah, I'm like, 
magic in the wrong hands is detrimental and magic in inexperienced hands is even worse and magic in non-magically attuned hands can be disastrous. But I would love to open the library doors to every citizen as long as those topics are not about destructive, perilous, could be turned evil magic. I think that we could make it. Please, lady. Please, my lady. Perhaps we could have some sort of application process by which someone could prove that they are of sound mind and proper skill and then gain access. Because I certainly want, wouldn't want anyone to feel like we're hoarding any knowledge or power for ourselves. Oh, no. In that case, I will take all of the little sparrows under my wing and I will teach them the ways <laughs> of magic. However, I will be the ones to vet them. Yes, I think that actually, now that you mention it, Lady Crownsell, it's a good idea. I believe in Arabelle, uh, the nearby city, there's a larger library of Ogma. If you ever wanted to do research or investigate any matters, I would highly recommend it. They have a similar process. Either the High Priest of Ogma or the Duchess of Arabelle itself must give permission for you to access its more esoteric subjects uh, we could have something of a similar nature where permission is either is granted by magister azara and then they are free to come and go as they wish we could we could implement such a system i would love that actually so baron and baroness do i have the approval to spend 500 gold on uh, a library construction in magister azara's tower agnes nods just to, just to be clear that puts us down to uh what is that 900 gold left in the treasury or 1200 uh, currently, I have. Uh, I'm. If we assume that you would like to spend uh, the middle package for furnishing the keep, that would put us at twelve hundred gold, uh, Baron Crown Silver. Yes. Yes, I think a library is very important. That's fair. This is excellent news. I will get to work on these wonderful decisions immediately. My lords and ladies, I thank you for your time. I'm sorry to have kept you for so long. Um, I'm looking forward to working with you. I think that this is a beautiful start to a very promising village. And he bows low uh, and then makes his way out with a kind of sharp click of his heels, snaps the cane under his arm, and then makes his way out. Um, yeah. Um, above uh, game, did he say that he was going to look into like dungeons and stuff for us to pillage and raid? Yeah, so he okay, will cool. look into that. Uh, that is a thing where your your dungeon master needs to also ah, <laughs> start gotcha. finding those. <laughs> so, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, your dungeon master might need to go and create some adventuring locations for you to go to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, he'll do that as well. So I believe that his current list is pricing for the alchemy shop and the bar, the spa, <laughs> shady <laughs> spa that he wants, his uh, spa episode, um, and then the sourcing the adventuring locations, I think is his sort of main objectives. Um, but yeah. So yeah, you guys are you guys are now free. Like, how do you guys want to play this? Do you guys want to like go off and do stuff? Do you want to like speed up some time? Um, you tell me. How how do you want to how do you want to run? Agnes is going to suggest to the party after dusk leaves that they should follow up about this tavern situation. We should yeah, go visit the agree. tavern and see what they need, and perhaps consider providing subsidy for their rebuilding. Yeah, I think I think we should definitely head over there, and I think the four of us in unity would be great uh, to to solve whatever matters trouble them. Uh, we might as okay. well solve two birds one stone while we go into the village and find out whatever's happening with this bakery as well. Get all of our errands done before we return. I could go for a roll. 
I could go for a cupcake. That's like the exact picture of Agnes and Azara. (laughs) I could go for some bread. I could go for a cupcake. It's like sparkling blue frosting and like, you know, pearls on it and stuff. Yeah, I love it. But like Agnes's Agnes's bread would be like those beautifully like platted, like, you know, baked to perfection loaves, I imagine as well. I was just Um, thinking of like one of those round sourdough, like just a basic, like hearty, no frills bread, you know? Okay, love it, love it. Uh, Nate, John, anything? Anything? Uh, Marcel, as we go into town, perhaps you can keep your eye out for any uh, villages that you'd like to train. Uh, I don't want this to feel like a wasted trip while we do all this political stuff. I'll see what I come across then. Okay. Yeah, you guys, um, you make your way down into the town as you kind of uh, begin making your way out of the keep. Um, you can see that uh, the soldiers are basically on patrol. Um, they are just making general sweeps. Um, waiting at the gate, uh, you can see a <clears throat> tall, athletically built half-orc woman in full plate armor, tabard of the purple dragon the order of knights waiting and she snaps a salute as you all arrive and this is Elissa, your blade captain sort of like the current commander of the keep uh greetings uh, my lords and ladies uh, are you heading into town yes and she nods and then she falls into step as if to follow you would you like to join us uh, it's not uh, forgive me my lady it's not really a question of what i like to Yesterday you went off and fought a troll. I am not leaving your side now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm very upset that you did that. And I am sticking with you until I know you are safe. Upset? Why? (laughs) My lady, I am a sworn knight of the purple dragon. You are my charges, yourself and Baron Crown Silver. I am meant to try and protect you. I saw the state you were in when you got back yesterday. If you had died, I would have failed. I would have failed my oath to my order. I can't, that, that's very important to me, my lady. I need to make sure both you and the Baron are safe. Well, perhaps a tighter look should be kept on them then. Doesn't sound like it's something that falls on their shoulders. Indeed. She kind of looks at Marcel like, I fucking hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Agnes had looked kind of full of bravado, but as it was explained to her that like, if you run around and get yourself killed, that actually like, I I am put in danger, then that kind of makes her understand that other people's jobs revolve around her. So she's like, of course, I'm, I'm sorry, join us. Thank you. I will, I will not interfere in any of your affairs. I will keep to myself, but I just want to make sure you're safe. That's all. We're going to the bakery. Do you, do you want a, a roll or a cupcake? I am fine. Thank you. And she just smiles and nods. Um, she has like her hair tied up in like a big ponytail. Um, out of character, again, this is a little mechanic. Uh, Elissa is your retainer. 
So this is she's like a sidekick NPC. She is a character that will come with you. She will fight with you. She can perform tasks for you if you need her to. Um, she's like a like an NPC follower, basically, like a, a sidekick character. Um, if we get into a fight and she's part of it, one of you will basically play her and you get to decide what she does. She has very limited stats in that she can only do certain things, but it's like another little character that you can have if you get into a scrap. Um, and yeah, she just kind of nods like, oh, role play her and stuff like that. But when we get into a fight, you know, you feel free to make tactical decisions for her. Um, but yeah, she just falls in line behind you and you guys make your way down. The tone difference in Evening Star to when you first arrived to now is startling it is bright you can hear laughter you can hear cheering you can hear the sounds of people beginning to put their lives back together again people are repairing houses children are running around playing people feel safe um you can see patrols of your knights moving around uh these these green troops uh, that you've brought with you um they provide everybody with a sense of safety and protection um, as you make your way down. And as you do, there is gathered crowds of people that kind of cheer and wave. A few kind of locals are like, oh, my Lord, lady, so good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. As you kind of pass by and, uh, you know, ladies hanging out the washing of her family and she bows and curtsies deep like, oh, my lady, so wonderful to see you, my Lord. And, you know, lots of um, accolades and, and, you know, hearty welcomes as you make your way down. Um, Evening Star it, is still, oh, go on. I think it takes longer than it should to get to the bakery because Agnes stops for it's anyone stopping. and it like shakes their hand and, you okay. know, like encourages them and she has to be like dragged away from them every time. Do you stop at everybody? Like, does she ever get sick of it? And it's just like, no, I'm just going to go. Or is it like, no, I'm going to speak with every single person that speaks to us or like, says she, she definitely gives time to any person. Like, it's not like yeah. she stands there until someone drags her away with everyone, but every single person, she's at least like, oh yes, wonderful yeah, to see you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You know? Okay. Yeah. It does. That does delay you. Like, cause a lot of people want to talk to you um, as you're making your way down. Um, just local farmers, people that run orchards, you know, people that, you know, hoopers who make, you know, barrels and all sorts of things. They just seem to want to introduce themselves. And a million names are thrown at you and you all these different faces, but these people are appreciative. Um, there is probably, you are given lots of like small gifts of like little handmade wreaths of like leaves and, and wood and things like that. A small scarf that's been knitted, you know, all very sort of common little tiny gifts that are given you know a pair of gloves that's been you know sewn in the nighttime and stuff like that um but it's it's an appreciative atmosphere as you get there um evening star is not a huge village um in the center of the town there is space for a small market square uh, there is a well and then there are a couple of main buildings one of them is your estate building it's like a building that you can use when you are in the village uh, you know you can have it as like a small place to stay you can host people there if you want to um there is also a very very badly run down in it looks like it has taken the brunt of these thugs and bandits um the roof has been burnt through it's partially collapsed one of the walls has been like you know chipped in and broken down smashed by something the door is off its hinges dirt's trailed through the thing it looks like it's empty and abandoned um on the other side of the market square is a delightful little bakery it's got like trellis fences with, you know, uh, fresh like wild berry patches growing up them. It's got little gardens. The windows are beautiful stained glass. Um, and above it, there is a sign that says the Sweetwater Deli. 
Um, the tavern has a hanging sign that is dropped off one side, so it's now hanging at an awkward angle, and it's called the Lonesome Tankard. Um, Tarkal, did you have something? I, I think I interrupted you when I was greeting people. Uh, no, it's okay. I was I was gonna say um, if I saw if Tarkal saw a group of kids, he would uh, really want to like. He probably couldn't do it. I he would probably do it now because you were greeting. You were talking to a bunch of people slowing us down. I guess he would want to show them a childhood game that his father had taught him while growing mm-hmm. up, um, and he would look for like uh, ten small twigs and then some really round stones. And he'd mm-hmm. teach the kids how to set up um, a, a little triangle of these twigs and to step back about 15, 20 feet and to roll the stone to knock them down. Okay. Um, yeah. And just kind of teach them. I think you definitely have time. Like, what okay. this is like kind of like, you know, gabbing with people and like chatting with people and, you know, people on. Yeah. Cause, and also, this is a country village. Like, finding a bunch of sticks and some stones is pretty damn quick. And also, if you mention to the kids, like, hey, go find me 10 sticks and some rocks, they're like, they just scatter and they come back and they're all different sizes. One's too big. One guy has come back with like sticks like this big. And, you know, it becomes a game for just gathering the things. But yeah, you kind of show them the game. Um, the kids are all like, oh, my Lord, what, what's this game called? What, what's it called, my Lord? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's called, it's called Stoling. Stoling. Stoling, so, stoling oh, right, yes. Stoling. Okay, it's yeah. Stone, it's bowling, but Stoling, it's Stoling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like, they, they, whatever rules you teach them, when you look back like 20 minutes later, they've made them up like they've changed all the rules. Like, you know, they they're like throwing the rock and everything else. But you can see kind of a couple of old bearded farmers are like looking at the game like, oh, it looks pretty fun. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the dream, actually. The perfect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All and right, hang on. I've got to make I gotta make him know. Stoling scene. Evening Star will begin the stoling scene in Cormier. That is the goal. We're gonna have some pro stolers out there. Call game. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Put a note there of stoling. That will come up later in the campaign. I promise you. Can't Um, wait till the first pro stoling tournament happens. Listen, listen, Mika. I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna create mechanics of how to do stoling skill checks. Stoling Invitational. (laughs) We're gonna have a stoling tournament arc. That's gonna be. You know, if this is an anime, it's not a fighting arc. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Marcel's commentary is just nothing the whole time. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I love this. I think as Marcel is, um, I think out of everybody, whilst everybody is kind of being regarded with this, these accolades and, and cheerfulness, I think the only one who maybe like doesn't necessarily draw like sneers or anything like that, but there are whispers of like people looking in Marcel's direction as this masked figure kind of just stalks with the group and is looking around. Um, and the kids like that were chatting to Tarkal back away from like, you know, Marcel as they see this spooky man um, as we go. Does that bother Marcel in any way? Or is he just like, good, don't want them near me? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter to him one way or the other. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you just happily make your way through. So yeah, so after kind of teaching Stoling and, and uh, Agnes has spoken to all the kids, um, yeah, you guys find your way into the center of the town itself. And uh, yeah, you can see that, you know, the town stretches out. It's all mainly like outlying farms, but there's so much land here that you could really build it up, like with walls and buildings. This could be like, a, this one day this could be a city. Like this could easily, there's enough land here that you could develop this further and further and further. 
This is the plan. You guys tell me. What'd you like to do? Should we, should we hit up the bakery first? You, you were craving that roll. I would like a roll. Let's go to the bakery. Okay. I'll just follow behind if they're taking the lead. Yeah, Elissa follows behind, but she waits outside. So when you guys begin making your way inside, Elissa stands outside and just kind of keeps a hand on a sword and just keeps an eye out uh, looking around. Um, inside, as you open the door, it does make like a little tingling, like ding, 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 as the door opens. And you see a quite large woman, um, big curly perm, like huge curly perm, big apron um, standing behind it's all like really pastel pink and blue and white interior. It's painted like hand painted designs that give it this kind of, um, you know, orchard like appearance with these swirling vines and flowers painted on the walls and there's fresh flowers everywhere. And you can see a glass cabinet, um, which has been smashed, um, but it's been cleared away, but it looks like it was once glass um, houses, like all these different little cakes and rolls and sweet treats an especially large plate of these star-shaped frosted cookies seem to be like the main thing that they sell. Um, each one is kind of sprinkled with glittering uh, frosting across them. Um, and as you open it, this woman is just like, Cor blimey, if it ain't the, the Baron of... Oh my goodness, I, where's my manners? My lady, my lord? And she kind of bows her head and, and she's just like, oh, oh. And she turns around and she starts yelling, Get in, get in, get down here, get down here, get in the Lord and the ladies here. The Lord and the get, get, get the fresh ones out of the oven. Um, and you see this very uh scrawny, sandy haired man, uh, looks a little bit like Stephen Merchant, if you're familiar with him. Very tall, but very thin beanpole man, kind of stumbles down. He looks around like, Oh, oh, my lady, my lord, uh, sorry about that, Susan. Um, yeah, right away, right away. And he, he goes back into a back room and you can hear him shuffling around. Uh, and they look and they're like, oh, uh, here, uh, so uh, I'm going to lose all my accents. Too many English accents coming. <laughs> oh, what can I do for you, my lord and lady? What can I do for you? Well, uh, the magister here would love to sample any sweet treats you might have. And, and I would love your finest roll. I, well, uh, I'm so honored. Of course, of course, my lady, of course. And she's like, she starts genuinely like crying and she starts like going out and she starts pulling things out. Um, she hands uh, Azara one of these star shaped cookies, like, oh, these, these are our special too. We, we call them star swirls. It's like our most popular item. Like, it's very good. Would you like it? Um, and then she it turns. Gets, like, a tear uh, on it. <laughs> oh, no, I'll get you a fresh one. And she gets a fresh one out. Um, and then she, Azara, for, for, uh, for Agnes, she fetches like a beautiful kind of like sourdough uh, style roll, um, freshly cut. Um, and she's just like, would you like any any margarine or like any any butter or anything on there, my lady? Or just, just plain? Oh, no, just fresh bread. That's all I need. Of course, the freshest that we have. Oh, well, uh, I should introduce myself. Um, I'm Susan, Susan Baker. Uh, my husband there is Geddon, Geddon Baker. Um, uh, we run, we run the sweet, the sweet water deli here. It's wonder, wonderful. I'm so, I'm so honored. We've heard so much about you already. Um, what, what do we owe the pleasure? Just, just, just stopping by for a snack. Well, Agnes is like mouthful of bread, and she's like, yeah, "You came to inquire." Well, Tarkal, you. Do. She motions to Tarkal. 
Uh, above game, what exactly is the problem with the bakery? <laughs> That's what we're um, going to find out, I think. Yeah, Dusk, just Dusk mentioned that there was some drama. He just said okay. that, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, some drama in the town that maybe you could you could help with, but you didn't really get any details. Real okay. Housewives of Evening Star. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here to sort out that drama. Uh, yes, yeah, Susan, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, it seems Dusk, uh, our, uh, Dusk gave us word that there seems to be some issues between the townsfolk and the Sweetwater Deli. Issues? Issues? Oh, Matt, we're, belo- we're beloved, my lord. No, I... Oh, yeah, no, I know what he's fucking talking about. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, my language. I'm so sorry, my lord. I'm so sorry. Um, yes, no, Mr. Dusk, I, I, I might have mentioned to him that, um, well, it, I don't want to trouble, I don't want to trouble your noble selves with it, with it. But I will say that there is a family called, there's a halfling family. They're called the Short Sheafs. Um, they run the largest wheat farm in Evening Star and, well, they're just refusing to do business with us anymore. I'll be honest with you. They're just refusing to give us their wheat. And that means that, well, we're running low and I'm not sure if we're going to be able to meet the demand because they're not, well, they're the biggest supplier. And otherwise we've got to order it from Arabelle or from another farm. It's going to take, it's a nightmare, honestly, my Lord. It's an absolute nightmare. And that woman, that bloody woman out there, or she is accusing my son, my boy, Aaron, my good, sweet boy. She's accusing him of being a thief. And I won't stand for it. I simply won't stand for it. You know, I've told everybody that she's a liar. She's a cow. She's a right old cow. She is. But I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I, sh- I shouldn't say that about him. I shouldn't say that about him, my lord. Um, it just it is very frustrating. You know, they they're saying these horrible things. Her name's Yadri. She's she's the wife of the short sheaves. She's just she's got it in her head that my son stole some sort of necklace of hers or something like that. My Aaron would never do such a thing. Ne- never in his life he wouldn't do it. But she just refuses. She refuses to listen. Won't sell us our wheat. Well, h- how old is your son, Aaron? Oh, Aaron. Oh, he's, he's oh, 17 summers now, I think. 17, 18 summers. Um, hang on, I'll get him. I'll get him. She's like, Aaron! Aaron! <laughs> Screaming up the stairs. Um, and eventually comes down uh, this sandy head. He's a bit sort of more uh, rotund like his mother, but he's kind of got the very dopey look of his dad. Um, and he comes down and he kind of grins uh, and he, his eyes go wide, uh, especially when he sees um, Agnes uh, and, and Azara. He kind of gets that kind of teenage boy sort of like, oh, pretty girls. <laughs> he kind of, his eyes go wide. <laughs> Um, and then he sees Marcel and it's like, oh, this guy looks really cool. And you can see his eyes kind of pop um, and he kind of slides down and he tries to look cool. He like tries to like lean on a banister, but he's like not sure where to put his arms and they're all gangly. And he eventually just puts them in his pockets and stands there. Hello. Um... Name's Aaron. <laughs> my Lord, my lady. Nice to meet you. What do you want, mum? It's the Lord and lady there. She's like, yes, Aaron, I know. I was telling him about how that short sheaf woman said that you you stole her necklace. I didn't steal nothing, mum. Didn't steal it. I don't know what she's talking about. She, It's just that she doesn't like me because her daughter fancies me and that's she doesn't like me. She doesn't like me because I'm human. You know, Aaron, uh, our, yeah, our yeah. Magister Azara here is quite adept Magister. He bows. at, at magical arts. And she knows the truth when she sees it so we can clearly clear up this this misunderstanding if if yeah. we all get together and and uh, and tell the truth 
you can you can you can tell when people are lying and he looks dead at azara so you can tell when people are lying she just kind of steals her face of course is that magic is that like a magic thing she'll magic's really magic's put, cool she'll put on like a little bit of the dramatics just because she can see like this kid is like enamored and uh probably for extra measure use like like a minor illusion to have her hair blow in the wind like just like <laughs> you just... like speak these like draconic words and the Ex- hair whips back <laughs> exactly <and it's> like, <gasps> Oh my, by, 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 oh my, oh my God. Oh, by the gods, that's amazing. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, sure, I'll come with you. I'll come with you right now. Above game, uh, I have a spell to enhance ability to give okay. you an owl's wisdom, Ozara, uh-huh. which would give you advantage on wisdom-based checks, which would give you an... Um, advantage on insight yeah. and stuff so it we can play this game of you knowing when people are lying based on just like a really high intuition that we can create yeah i like and this I assume <laughs> we've done this before maybe yeah, yeah. i feel okay. like this is this is a, a tag team effort here yeah sure i think as you guys are like like uh, for a brief moment aaron's eyes flick to marcel and he just looks and he goes why are you wearing a mask have you got like a cool scar you're already cool. asking too many questions, kid. Why? How many questions is too many? I've only asked one. <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> Wait, that's two. <laughs> two too many. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Cool. Is that a real sword? No, that's another question. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's head over there right now. Let's get this cleared up right now. We can't have Discord in our town as we're rebuilding Evening Star to its it's glorious, compassionate, community-filled splendor. Susan looks, he's like, oh, my lady, are you going to, if you go over there and give them a stern talking to, oh, I'd be so grateful. If you can, if you can prove that my boy's not a thief, I'll be, I'll be over the moon. I'll be over the moon with it, my lady, I will. I, I, I mean, I need to run the bakery. Is it all right if you just take Aaron? Like, I, I know that he's, he's a good boy. So I, you just need to go and tell that woman, that, that halfling woman, that she's a, full of a, a sack of, sugar that's what she's full of and what if she's not that she will be she is it's not my my boy hasn't stolen anything he wouldn't steal anything what if he did what then would you do with him i can tell i'm no my lord i can see i'm his mum. he can't lie to me it's simple well at any rate I would. Our know. magister will get to the bottom of this. She's very good at that. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's all going to be cleared up. I know it is. I know it is. Uh, I'll kind of uh, take another cookie off the tray real slowly <laughs> before well, she's, we... she's, she sees you. She's like, no, yeah, take it, take it, take it. And, just and then I'll take it. a second one. And, and <laughs> just kind of... she's taking more. I guess like, well, I wasn't going to ask, but I, if you're, if it's, you know, if it's okay, <laughs> she what, takes uh, another one. My lords, anything for yourselves? <laughs> the, the the ladies have taken plenty, but is there anything you would like? Uh, fresh sausage <laughs> roll, perhaps. We like um, our baked no. goods. <laughs> Do I have any gold on my person? Like, just like, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think like, um, I don't know if you guys put any on your character sheets, but you should have at least sort of like 30 gold on you as like a just carrying amount, I imagine. I only okay. have five. I'm putting 30. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll, add, I'll add that for sure. Um, oh, I do. I have 25 right now. Okay. There you go. Uh, 
Uh, yes, Susan, I, I actually, I'll try one of your sausage rolls. That sounds delicious. Oh, it's my, it's my speciality. The, the, the husband, you know, we, we get fresh, fresh meat. It's, it's, it's very good. It's very good. She goes back and uh, yeah, it's like a small pastry and it's, it's, you know, got some sort of, uh, uh, you know, fresh golden topping sliced into it. And you can see some sort of meat filling. Um, and she's just like, please, please, my Lord. Uh, and she offers it to you. And I, uh, I, I, how, how much is this, the sausage roll? That is, it's a copper piece, my Lord. It's just a, just a copper. I, I, I'm like, we should give her gold for all of it. Just give her a gold piece. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I nod to Agnes and I pull out a gold and I give her a gold. She like, she like holds, she's like, thank you, my Lord. I mean, that's, you know, whatever you want, just whatever you want, as much as you want, take it. It's fine. It's fine. And she like takes the gold and like, you can see like she runs into the kitchen and you hear her go, Kitten? the lord just gave me a gold coin where do i put it (laughs) (laughs) they take it and you know yeah she takes it marcel are you sure you you don't need any lunch i ate six hours ago i'll be fine do you the sausage roll is it's really good marcel you should how i think you should fancy yourself one i fancy we're wasting time True, true, absolutely true. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, Aaron has been watching the whole thing and he's just just like, yeah, yeah. Don't eat sausage rolls. Yeah, not cool. Oh my God. (laughs) This child. Oh no, Marcel is his role model now. Oh no. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's just like, well, um, I can show you where the short sheaves live. It's just a farm, it's just outside of town. I'll take you there. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. And he just sort of, sort of like starts swaggering out his hands in his pockets. Um, if you've ever watched like any British TV and you've seen a chav like doing a little bowling walk, like oh kind of God. like this, that's how he walks. He's just I mean like, stalling yeah. walk, right? Yes. <laughs> stalling walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he just kind of like, you know, swaggers his way through the town. Um, he... You quickly find as you are traveling, Aaron doesn't ever stop talking. Uh, he's like, so, uh, so have you, I heard you killed a troll. Did you kill a troll? What was it like? Was it gross? Was it big? How'd you kill it? Can you do more? I, I Did you kill it with magic? I all the questions toward Marcel and I'm like, he seems interested. You should recruit him. He'd be a great soldier. We killed a troll. To each other. Yes, we killed a troll. Amazing. Did you kill it with a sword? With that sword? Is it magic? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably magic, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably well, well, wicked magic. Probably can cut through stone or something. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. I heard, I, I like, I, I, I like stories, me. So I go around and I listen to all the stories and like, they tell us all about these, these adventurers going around Cormier and stuff. And one of them had a sword and it could cut through stone. It's probably like that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wicked. <laughs> wicked uh just like um and it doesn't it never stops like for like 20 30 minutes it's just this as he goes but eventually in front of 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 aaron he's actively smiling the whole time like he genuinely loves how passionate he is it's amazing meanwhile azara is laughing because she sees how tortured marcel is it's just hilarious to her yeah um 
Yeah, and he he you know he's very genuine. I think as Tarkal, like you're listening to this kid, and you can he knows a lot. Like as he's as you're walking, like kind of in the same way that Dusk seems to know that everything's going on in the town. This kid, he knows more of like the gossip. So he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that that the Thornhand, right? Yeah, you know the bandit guy, the guy who came around and killed. He, I heard a rumor, right? He's the half brother of the old lord who used to run this place and he was kicked out when he was a kid because he's like violent and like a killer right and so they kicked him out and then when he heard about the the old lord fleeing that's when he came back and he was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna have it right that's i'm gonna make it mine i'm gonna lay my claim you know lay my claim uh and that's what i heard yeah a couple of people talking about some of the old geezers they know they remember right because they were there so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I reckon. I reckon it was that. Yeah. Cool, cool, I love wicked. Aaron. He's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually you come to a small, almost like a hobbit house farm that's like dug into a semi-hill, and just these beautiful golden fields of wheat stretch out um for huge distance like and you can see that there's like grain silos there's a couple of old ponies that are being used to like help till new farms um very very affluent looking farm doesn't seem to be that badly damaged from the thugs and bandits um and yeah aaron just kind of points he's like yeah that's the that's the short sheaf's farm yeah yadrian uh what's his name i can't remember i can't remember his name but yadrian she's the one in charge it's uh yeah she's and, she runs uh... it all and the daughter who uh, you said fancies you. What's yeah. what's her name? Her name, uh, Eri. Eri's her name. Eri we should Sheaf. probably speak she's to Eri cute, as well. But you know, she's a halfling, and I'm big, so it's kind of weird. It's like having your little sister. It's on your lap. It's weird, you know. It's why she's little, and I'm big, so it's I don't know. She fancies me, but I'm not into it. You know, it's weird. It's only going to be as weird as you want it to be. Well, it's just, you know, I mean, I, she's, she's grown up. She's like my age, but it's just, she looks so small, you know, and it's like all of her clothes, they're like small clothes. It's weird. That seems hmm. like a very close-minded way to pick a mate. Sounds like an I insecurity. Mean, hey, uh, what? Wait, uh, insecure? About, uh, I haven't got any doors unlocked. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to go up and knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. So Marcel knocks on the door and you hear kind of coming from inside. You hear like a like, oh, uh, one moment, one moment, please. Um, and you hear like a little shuffling of feet. Uh, and then the door opens and stood stood there with big sort of golden curls of hair, like the color of wheat and honey, um, dressed in like a little paisley dress, um, is a, an older looking halfling woman. Um, and she looks up with these big bright eyes and she's like, oh, well. A mysterious masked man at my door. Hasn't happened in a few years, I suppose. <laughs> Can I help you, sir? A few years. But whatever. You you have issue with this boy, correct? She kind of looks behind you. What boy? Oh, <laughs> Baker, what are you doing here? I've told you you're not allowed to come around here again. I don't want you seeing Eri. Uh, and he's just like, it's not It's not me. It's, this, it's the Baron and Baroness, right? I'm with them. Um, they've they've brought me here, so I'm allowed because uh, they own all this. <laughs> and she kind of looks behind and she's like, "Ah, Baron and Baroness Crown Silver, I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, my apologies." And she curtsies, like, 
uh, I hadn't been fully acquainted with you yet. Um, why, why have you brought this boy? He's a thief, you know. You should have him arrested. You should have him locked up. Uh, thief, little dirty thief like him. We, we certainly care about the well-being and, and sense of community in Evening Star. And, and that's why when we heard that there was quarrel between you, the, the wheat farmers, and the bakers themselves, we set about trying to set it right. And so we thought, with our magister here, who knows truth when she sees it, we could have a conversation where she could determine what the truth of the matter was and set the whole thing to rest. Oh, uh, well, uh, yes, yes, that sounds that sounds very good. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're going to find out that this boy stole my sister's necklace, and then you can uh, dispense justice as as a good uh, lord and lady should. Yes, yes, uh, good, fine, uh, absolutely. And she just sort of like looks towards Azara's in like, good, excellent. Let's get this let's get this over with. We should invite Ari to, to join us. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that necessary? She's not really involved in this. I don't really want her seeing this boy. Uh, as the magister here, who will be conducting the um, truth finding, I think that all parties involved being present is absolutely necessary. <laughs> and you can see she kind of like, mm, very well, magister, very well. Uh, just a moment, just a moment. Um, would you Would you care to come in inside a drink or anything perhaps? Certainly, we'll come inside. No, no need to, to provide anything. We, we're we're quite well. All right. She was well, about to say well. we've had delicious baked goods, but then she remembered how much this person <laughs> hates the bakers and was like, "We're yeah. we're fine. We're fine." Uh, yeah. She leads you inside. You obviously it's a halfling house, so most of you very tall elves have to sort of duck in and kind of make your way through like Gandalf in in uh, in Hobbit Hobbiton in Bag End. Um, but you eventually make your way and there's a, a table. It's it's a very affluent looking house. It actually looks quite well looked after, like they have some money. Um, and eventually, uh, Yadri reappears with Aaron. Uh, the, uh, you know, she is a halfling girl. So she must be about 17, 18 by halfling standards, but very small, um, has the same golden hair as her mother, but this time it's tied up into a high ponytail. Um, and she, when she sees Aaron, you just, you, those of you who have been in love, I don't know if any of your characters have been in love, but you can see that kind of like teenage fluttering of hearts and eyes as she looks up at this, uh, this boy. Um, and she's like, oh, hello, Aaron. It's, it's good to see you. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, Aaron. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to prove your mum wrong that I'm not a thief. Um, and, and she's just like, yeah, uh, uh, that's the Baron and Baroness. And she curtsies deep. She's like, oh, it's so wonderful to meet you all. Um, I, I, why are you here? Uh, in the meantime, as she was going to get Aerie real quick before uh, uh -huh. we all reconvened, um, Agnes's like kind of headpiece has feathers on it, which uh -huh. she has now gathered from the Tresem flocks. She'll like, if they're, if one okay. drops, she'll pick them up. So she has like a Tresem feather headpiece. Sure. And so she plucks one of those and uses that as the spell component to cast, um, enhance ability on Azara. Sure. And she says, the owl's wisdom is upon you and drops the feather and it just kind of plops onto Azara. Azara just Love kind it. of like blinking gif at that. <laughs> 
Uh, and you do feel your kind of like awareness of the world and everything expand as this spell takes place. Um, and yeah, you, you, uh, everybody is assembled. Um, Yadri is like, well, Magister, I, I, I would very much like to get to the bottom of this and for you to prove that this, this young man stole my precious sister's necklace. All right, everybody. And she kind of like flips her hair back and she goes hands and she reaches towards the two, the two kids to try and take their hands. She's really doing it up really make it yeah, as dramatic. Aaron has to like reach up quite high but Aaron right. is like yeah Aaron takes your hand in a kind and, of and Ag- teenager way. Them both very sternly and she's like from now on if you tell one lie she will know and you will regret it. Okay. Can I do an that... intimidation check? Intimidation or deception is this going to be? <laughs> I th- you can choose yeah if you want to do intimidation do intimidation. The do modifier deception, is the same for either one. Ah, there you go. It doesn't matter. Straight. A 10. <laughs> 10? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to roll for these guys because they're kind of country bumpkins. Certainly Aaron believes it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not sure if Yadri and Aaron 100% do, but Aaron certainly believes it. He's just okay. like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Magic. Um, so cool. I'm going to uh, individually cast friends on both of them, just... Okay. For a little added, a lot added boost, just in case. Okay. Um, which is just it says I have advantage on all charisma checks, but they're also you know, they it influences their mood, so hopefully they feel a little more chill around me. I will point out that the cantrip friend says when the spell ends, the creature realizes that you use magic to influence its mood and becomes. Oh, they do know that I was going to use magic. Yeah, they know <laughs> that. They know that. Yeah, yeah, they know. And and okay. then I'll also use uh, minor illusion to make the hair blow again, and I'll say the magic it flows through me. Can you feel it flowing through you? Okay. Just kind of uh, really doing it up here. Sell the whole thing for sure. Yeah, sell and the then, whole thing. And then do you turn to like Aaron and ask a question or something, or is that yes. how it goes? I'm going to okay. turn to him and say, "Did you in fact steal this woman's sister's necklace?" Okay. Give me a deception check with advantage because of the friends, um, and then we'll have you make an insight check when he replies. Ah! 19 plus 3 is 21. Nice. 22. Thank you for advantage. Yeah, so uh, he looks at you absolutely believing that you have created a spell that means that he can he that you will he will you will know if he's lying. Mm -hmm. And you see him kind of like he he sweats for a moment as he kind of blinks and he's like, no. Uh, no, no, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't. I, I, I was sneaking around because I was sneaking around the house because I was trying to see Aaron and we were going to go up to the pond, sneak her out the window. And he kind of looks at Yadri and you can see Yadri steaming when she hears <laughs> that. But he's like, but I didn't steal nothing. I, I wouldn't steal anything. Miss, Mr. Dusk told me not to steal from like people around the village. And, you know, he, he might have taught me how to like, you know, take, take something like that. But I wouldn't ever do it from anybody from Evening Star. This is my family. Everyone here is like, we know each other. I wouldn't steal from anyone from Evening Star. Um, and then make an insight check with advantage. All right. Nat 20. Woo! Uh, yeah. So the, you this this kid, first of all, he believes your thing. You, right. you don't have any reason to believe that he's lying. Like his body language, it seems incredibly honest. The fact that he admitted that he's like learned to pickpocket and, you know, he came to, you know, sneak this girl out and stuff like that gives you the impression that, yeah, he's, he's absolutely telling the truth. Um, 
what is and the girl's vibe right now like is she nervous she's, she's just no she's there. just seemingly completely believing it and you can see the halfling woman yadri is kind of like <sighs> folding her arms and huffing and puffing um and then i think just before we wrap up the episode today oh yeah uh, you hear a clattering from uh, a bedroom uh, like an adjacent room and you hear like something smashing and breaking and, and being knocked over and then agnes and marcel with your super good perception you hear the flapping of wings and a furry creature with what appears to be uh, like a kind of like silver piece of cloth in its mouth flying past the window um it's this big gray matted angry looking tressim and it just flies away um and you can see yadri's turning around like ah oh that blasted thing is is back again causing trouble and that is where we're gonna end today's episode i think um, little thief little thief little that's tressim. the tressim we're gonna adopt that's the oh, one. oh my god big we'll angry tom, tomcat mm -hmm. oh my god we'll name it small dave small dave sure sure uh well let's see maybe next week that will be next week's first part of next week's episode is you tracking down this dress in. trying to get the <laughs> catching necklace dress back oh my god sure yeah uh perfect well guys thank you so much um we should do shout outs and well first of all did you guys enjoy that was that a fun game was uh, oh my gosh any, yes any standouts Anything? when, when you told us when you told us that we were going to have more of an RP focused episode, I was like, ah, oh, but we've had such fun in combat. Like, are we going to have enough to, to RP? But after this, I'm like, oh, I know the characters so much better now. And mm -hmm. like the getting to start like setting up our town and knowing about the happiness mechanic. I'm so into it. Nice. Cool. I really loved um, Tarkle and Magnus's bit of clash. Like up until now, it's been like Tarkle just being like, Agnes, what do you think? Agnes, we should do that. And then this time we got to see a little bit of a kind of like two divergent points meeting. And it's going to be interesting where like Azara and Marcel fall on like the allegiance scale of like who they kind of side with and stuff as well. Um, it's really cool. It was fun. I yeah, this RP. was super fun. This was yeah. I definitely, mm -hmm. I, I, I also was like, oh, I love combat and D&D. Um, but everything tonight was like so good. Like all the RP was just so good. I like getting nice to, to know- everybody better yeah and myself better yeah mm -hmm. yeah and uh if hopefully we'll get we'll get old marcel <laughs> it gets start cracking that clamshell open just like <laughs> open up <your> <laughs> one day i feel like i feel like even the stuff he didn't respond to in the rp yeah. this time was more revealing and the fact like oh, yeah. he keeps surprising agnes specifically because agnes will be like here's my like revolutionary for the people opinion and no one will get on my side because everyone's corrupt nobles and then marcel will be like yeah i agree and she'll be like <laughs> yep. yeah 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 that's what i mean i love the uh the juxtaposition that we're going to get between those two for sure mm -hmm. um i'm especially looking forward to the day that azara casts detect magic near marcel um, oh god i know <laughs> one of these days it'll happen secrets anyway uh days. let's do secrets. some can someone let's do make some... that a gift please <laughs> secrets. secrets uh that can go up there with my consequences gift that was from Hyrolis, <laughs> which i think is probably the one that mo most people know me for it's a good um gift. let's do some shout outs uh who wants to start i I'm vote pick... for oh you go ahead i'm gonna pick shady this week Hi guys, I'm Shady Penguin and I'm starting out the shout outs. I would like to shout out uh, everyone's gorgeous hair today because everyone is just looking. <laughs> I can say that and you guys can't, so I could say it. 
And when I say you guys, I mean everyone not in this call. And uh, I also, uh, I started playing Duel Links again, which is a lot of fun. So if you want to see that, you can go to youtube.com slash jdpenguin. Uh, other than that, follow me on Instagram. I will be filling you guys in on how my stock uh, adventures are going. I'm going to be in the market getting uh, some proof of concept for some money-making yes. schemes. And I'm going to pop on over to, you know what? I'm going to pop over to the DM before. Yeah. Can we do that? No, oh, I'm breaking the rules. Can I just rules. crack them? Breaking, breaking the, the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Hey, uh, thanks for watching the game today. I am the Dungeon Master. And if you'd like to see me do more Dungeon Mastering, the best thing you can do is come check out my show. It's called High Rollers DD. Um, you can find us on Twitter, on Twitch, all YouTube, all under the same name, High Rollers DND. Um, we stream on Sundays, which is a homebrew sci fi fantasy, Final Fantasy esque game. Um, and then we also do Curse of Strahd on Thursdays, but Curse of Strahd with some twists to it, some big Castlevania type twists to it. Um, you can go and check that out. That is like the big thing I do. Otherwise, just follow me on Twitter. I generally post a lot about stuff. I am working on some some bigger projects. I'm hoping that um, September, by the end of September, I'll be launching a nice new big project and some cool announcements. So uh, follow me on Twitter for more info on that. I am going to throw it to Anna. Uh, I do two other role-playing shows right now that you could tune into for something different if you want to watch more role-play. On Thursdays, I do um, Echoes of Eternity, which is a Star Wars-based role-playing game where I play a Jedi named Oda. And on starting on September 12th, yes, September 12th, I'll be starting Pawns and Patrons, which is going to be a once a month campaign designed to be easy to jump in and out of so that if you fall behind or you want to watch live, even though you didn't catch the last episode, it's easy to do. So it'll be one month, uh, once a month episodes that are four hours long. And it'll be a really interesting, um, we're, we're playing we're playing something where we have a, um, a domain character as well as lots of other adventuring characters that report to that domain character each cool. so it'll be a really interesting new kind of mechanic that we're doing um and anything else uh incidental streams and all of that will show up on my social media so you can check that out at anna press and i tag mika hello um i will be actually guesting on another r play or rpg role-playing DD game uh this friday I'm going to be on Failed Save, which is going to be uh, twitch.tv slash Pixel Circus. I just got that information today, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, I'm going to be guesting along with my friend Anthony Carboni and a few other cool people. Um, and everything else is going to be on my Twitter, at Mika Burton, or follow my dog's Instagram, at Rainey's Wild Shape, because she's cute, and I love her, and I post a lot of pictures of her because she's really cute uh yeah okay nate it's your 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 turn hi uh i'm nathan sharp aka nate wants to battle i have been uh really into avatar and Korra lately i know i'm a bit late on that but you know it just came in netflix so it's understandable um so and uh aside from that you know have a good day <laughs> Have a good day. Have a lovely day. Oh, before we go, sorry. I totally just remembered. Uh, the episode of Critter Hug just ended, so the VOD will be up soon. And I just really want to encourage people to go check that out and support all the really cool black content creators that we highlighted in this episode of Critter Hug. Um, we have some stores that you could buy from, like Cantrip Candles, Make Everything Smell Good, uh, some charities that you guys could donate to, keep the conversation going, everything Amazing. good. Want to? Yeah. Yeah, go do that. Definitely, okay. definitely check that out. Yeah. Uh, thank you thank you players thank you everybody at home watching um we'll be back hopefully next week 
Till then, take care, look after yourselves. See you for more D&D soon. Bye.